What is up, y'all? My name is Kristen. My name is Sarah. And welcome to the Red Rum and Red Wine Podcast. Oh my god. I'm just like, I don't even know where in that first intro we introduced that, but um, if you were like one of the five people that heard that, no you did not. No you didn't. There's, I deleted it. (laughs) Don't ever comment or say anything about it ever again. Just pretend it never happened, please. I'm so deeply humiliated that hopefully it will never happen again, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, good, keep it that way. Because, oh my god. <sighs> just, I, I hope none of y'all listen to all three of those hours. I'm okay. Anywho. It's and not if you did, that. and you thought it was maybe not terrible, let us know. <laughs> and if you thought it was, <laughs> it, it was, it's edited for a reason. Because, yeah, that shit was. Now you <clears> see. <throat> now Anywho. you can see me, now you don't. Now you don't ever see me again, because I, I like hid under the covers for two days. I was yeah, it's so hum- sad, so hum- over here. Yeah, humbly embarrassed to say the least. So you know, I was just those affirmations were doing too good. I was thinking too highly of myself. I needed to be taken down a notch. So we're back. It is a Sarah's episode. Enough about the mistakes that I've made. Let's, let's talk about something else, huh? Oh, let's do it. Ugh. Oh, excited. Um, mm. Today, I will be talking about little people. No, oh, not, no, 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 not human dwarfs, respectfully. Yeah, sorry, I, I am, was about to say the non-respectful term. I, respectfully. <laughs> I am talking about the Native American culture of, or folklore of little people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I am a member of the Osage tribe as well as Cherokee. Very little blood-wise, but my family has always been involved in the Osage tribe specifically um, since before I was born. So... Mm -hmm. I was actually up in Oklahoma last weekend, up at the Osage Reservation, attending an annual ceremonial dance that we always go to, and so it only felt right to kind of touch on some Native American culture. Native American culture involves passing down traditions and knowledge down to younger generations through stories, legends, and myths, aside from many other ways such as song and dance food you know basically oral history is huge and has been huge within native american culture telling of creation stories lessons on the norms within the various tribes and aspects of society personally all that i've learned about my my own native culture has mostly been through, you know, conversations and stories with my elders, with my my older family members, um, aside from, you know, some of the literature I've read. But mm-hmm. you learn a lot just from talking to elders and people who, you know, 
the older generations. Yeah. Who were like immersed from the culture from their previous parents and so on. Exactly. And And that's how everything lives on. And unfortunately, um, as we see through history, a lot of that has died out. But that's like Mm -hmm. uh, we see today tribes are just dying to maintain preservation preservation of their language of their just their whole culture so Mm -hmm. there is one legend or myth I have heard of pretty repeatedly growing up and that is of the little people as many as 500 American or Pacific cultures or tribes if not more have a version of a little little people legend Although many of these stories have been wiped out along with their tribes. For example, some tribes with sky-oriented beliefs or deities. Deities? Deities? Deities. Deities. Maybe. Such as Pawnee, Pueblo, and Shawnee have little to no little people. And Pawnee is actually very close to the Osage Reservation in Oklahoma. Oh, cool. Uh, the town. The Pawnee people probably originated from somewhere else, as did the Osage before mm-hmm. the... I'll touch on that later, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we generally, can guess where that leads. Yeah. <laughs> generally, for the most part, you can kind of compare the folklore of little people to the folklore about, like, fairies and European, like, changelings. Uh, yeah, I have read up on the changelings. So if you are familiar mm-hmm. with that at all, you can kind of grasp an idea or a picture of like what this is about. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode on that. Yeah. Maybe me because I think there's yeah. some Irish yeah. tales that are going with that. Mm-hmm. It is believed that little people have special powers and abilities. And because of this, many Native American tribes show absolute respect to the little people because they don't want to have bad blood or, you know, they want to live in peace. (laughs) So they they will often leave offerings such as tobacco, food, and shiny objects for the little people to show their respect. I love that these little people are getting fucked up with this tobacco. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I leave them a little ganj. Right. They're like, let me put this in my pipe. (laughs) My little pipe. (laughs) Oh, my God. My little fair pipe. To disrespect a little person is basically asking to endure a life full of torment, spiritual attacks, and hauntings your entire (gasps) life. Oh, shit. Yeah. How do you disrespect one? You'll see. Okay. I go through, like, because there are... So many ways. So, like, little people just aren't, like, one thing. There's very many types. And so I'll go over that, and you'll kind of see the different versions. Uh, But it is said, depending on maybe what kind of little person you interact or encounter, if you help them or do a great deed for them... It is said that they will reward you or your family with good luck. But we'll see uh, throughout, you know, maybe a little later on. um, First, I'm going to touch on their appearance and stuff. But later on, Mm -hmm. I'll touch on how they maybe could be a little bad or a little good. So one thing that most Native Americans uh, agree upon is the role of little people are often 
that of mediators. So if you approach a little person with respect, they could help unite a human with their string of consciousness, especially if you are a shaman. That's cool. Yeah. That's real cool. Uh Uh-huh. Little people will usually help a shaman regardless of where they are from or what they look like. They have no bias against shaman. With with general humans, they're a little different. Okay. So if you didn't know, shamans cure people through spirit journeys that involve certain a certain sacredness. Um, Mm. So this suggests a strong connection between shamans and not only little people, but a widespread of myths relating to the settling of the Americas and the separation of cultures. Oh. Shamans who possess the ability to act as intermediaries between realms and spiritual worlds, whatever can tend to be creatures of the night and they will often do business with spirits at that time. So this, um, their communication or their business with spirits can be done through dreams or other methods. The dreams in which shamans communicate with spirits usually have to do with, um, medicine power and, you know, healing, but, Not only are these dreams done with just, like, general spirits, these dreams can be done with little people. It's like, you know, it's like of little people or you're with little people. You're going through a a dream journey with them. They aren't always good dreams. They aren't always about medicine power. If you're dreaming of or with a little person, they can easily turn your dream into a schizoid vision by revealing themselves to be a little more evil or whatever. And so this obviously turns dreams into nightmares, which can be common if you're dreaming in a spiritual journey with like an evil little person. Oh my god, no. It's like a bad mushroom trip. Well, get this. Whether these dreams of or with little people are good and enlightening or nightmarish, they can be really hard to wake up from. (gasps) Especially among the... Disclaimer, I will be mentioning various Indian tribes, Native American tribes, I'm sorry, um... Which I am familiar with a lot, but also not familiar with a lot. So I'm going to pronounce them at my best ability. Mm-hmm. Especially among the Shoshone and Ojibwa tribes, as well as white people. Mm-hmm. So American 19th century ethnologist James Mooney, who studied American Indians in great detail, wrote, Quote, the belief in fairies and kindred spirits frequently appearing as diminutive beings in human form is so universal among all races as to render citation of parallels unnecessary, usually benevolent and kindly when not disturbed, but often mischievous and in rare cases malicious and revengeful. 
So this basically tells us that like fairies and other mythical creatures, little people can have many sides to them. They can be mischievous, evil, and revengeful, but they can also not be. And I'll get into examples later. I guess it's a real hit or a miss if you encounter one of these things. What experience right. are you going to get? <laughs> um, I will get, I guess, to the kind of appearance a little bit now give y'all a little visualization um but little people range vastly on how they are perceived or like supposed to look like little people are definitely portrayed more as a flesh and blood being who can coexist with other legendary ancestors and mythical beings um as opposed to like not flesh and blood types but they can still appear very different from your usual ancestor or mythical being. Okay. I did get a lot of my information, not only on the appearance of little people, but other stuff from a, a graduate student paper I read. Oh, <laughs> And nice. the paper is from 2006. Um titled Exploring Native American Folklore, Little People and Giants by Frederick E. Harris Jr. from the University of Montana. It kind of seemed to be like a senior graduate paper or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it was really well done. So very helpful and enlightening and gathering my information. So very, very big thanks to Frederick. I mean, with a name like that, have to be somewhat trustworthy of the guy come on so the name little people um that's what we hear a lot is the english translation you know many tribes have their they have their own name and their own language for little people or what they refer to them as and their own translations but the general term is little people And this Mm -hmm. can apply to both individuals or groups. So a little people can be singular or not. The same little person could be both young and old, both female and male, or one or the other. Mm -hmm. They could even be sexless. They can be both good and evil or good or evil, both unintelligent Sorry, both intelligent or unintelligent. Some little people may eat human food. Some may not. Because some little people are said to have a special or specific diet like cannibalism. (gasps) But others can simply live off of meat and grass or greens. Cannibalism like they eat... They eat, like, other little people, or they eat, like, humans? Humans. So, that yeah, that's a little weird because... But also, probably other little people. Oh, my God. But because little people are described as more flesh and blood, I think they're kind of seen as almost human, but they're not. They're just a smaller version and more (laughs) mischievous, maybe. (laughs) They're just another. With a sprinkle of fairy dust. (laughs) But guess what something is that they really do enjoy? Smoking. Well, maybe, yeah, (laughs) tobacco, whatever. But 
They really enjoy certain foods that can't be found in nature, such as candy. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, little people love candy. I was so confused. I was like, what food cannot be found in nature? <laughs> All the foods I eat, Kristen. <laughs> right? Like fucking pizza Fried rolls. Fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> A margarita. Uh-huh. <laughs> Little people really appreciate candy. They love it so much. Um, They appreciate it, especially when it's left as an offering. So earlier, you know, I mentioned people leaving offerings such as tobacco and shiny objects. Candy is another offering they really love. Nice. Some little people defecate normally. Some defecate stones, like actual rock stones. Okay. Some defecate golden balls. I'd want that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one that I'd want. I want that one, but I don't really know if you want any of them. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I have to choose though. uh, The faces of little people can vary. They can be long. They can be large. They can be small. uh, They can be bald, you know, like have no hair. Because I'll mention later on, little people are known to be very hairy. Uh, Their faces can be pointed or horned. Also varying in appearance can be their mouths and noses. Their mouths can be tiny or big, triangular, bead-like. I'm not really sure what that means. Maybe, like, scrunched up or something. It looks like a bead. Like, yeah. maybe spherical like and flat. And... <laughs> <laughs> don't ah. even know. Oh. Ah. I want, like, can is there a, is there a customizable one? That right? Can, can get, we build you know? our own little person? I'm just kidding. <laughs> build, build my little person. <laughs> But also, their mouths can be non-existent. <gasps> How do they eat? Probably they just don't survive. Need to. Oh my god, just yeah. survive. You know, some moths are born without mouths, and then they uh, starve. What do they de- They eat dust and thread. No, and they they just literally will die in two days because they don't have any like mouth they don't have a mouth and i don't think that they have like a digestive tract or anything like that it's just like it's so fucking weird i don't know what the purpose of them is other than to like exist for a day or two and then die it's so weird yeah well they have a really annoying existence of eating through wool holes and and but these are like the big pretty ones it was so yeah Mm mm-hmm that's I don't know, because yeah. those ones definitely have mouths. Those little fuckers are munching on something. <sighs> little people's noses definitely differ than humans. They can be fleshless, red, or again, just not there. Uh, long noses can give an enhanced sense of smell, which is interesting. And I'll touch on maybe some other enhanced senses in a little bit also. Apparently, a really common feature among little people is 
as far as their noses go, is a small, upturned nose, like snout. Not the snout, but the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. with, with a really flat nasal bridge. There's a technical term, but I didn't put it in here. Other common features include puffy eyes, <laughs> same, broad mouths with large, full lips, a small chin, and oval ears. One of the most predominant features of little people is their hair. <laughs> they are very hairy. Ew. It's described as almost monkey-like. You know, the hairiness exceeds that of humans for sure. Ooh. Okay. Um, not only do a lot of them have hair all over their body, but they usually have a beautiful head of hair as well. Most hmm. of them have long, straight black hair. But sometimes their hair is curly, it's short, it can be red, it can be yellow, it can be braided, or even matted and dirty. So it really varies. These little people can look, it like when we were talking about build your own little person, you really have options. (laughs) There's a lot of diversity to pick from here. If a little person has white hair, usually long as well, it is a significant mark of great age and wisdom. Ooh. Besides the occasional tail, claws, or horns, (laughs) little people are generally more human and flesh-like than other mythical creatures. Mm Mm-hmm. And their height as well. (laughs) (laughs) Their clothing can also be quite human-like. If they're wearing clothing at all, it can be made out of animal hides, leather. I even read somewhere that they can wear jean material. (laughs) Whoa. Someone learned how to fucking wear back there. Imagine a little person wearing, like, Britney Spears' jean-on-jean outfit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like a little Britney and Justin moment. (laughs) um so Kristen I've I've sent you some pictures the first two of is what I've kind of talked about so far that first one is what is supposed to be like a normal sized human Native American woman surrounded by little people and then the second one is like a dual picture of what some of their clothing may look like and they they look very hairy and they almost look um Eskimo-y, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd want the one on the right. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> like, you would want... I'd want that one. <laughs> That's the one I'd want oh to pick my God. me. <laughs> like, if I could adopt one, that one. <laughs> I, I just, I want to give it a better home, you know? <laughs> give it a better life. All the candy at once. I touched a little bit on how little people can have a better sense of hearing or no of of smell if they had longer noses mm-hmm. well basically their senses in general are usually heightened compared to humans so their hearing is described as superb due to sound being concentrated by their large sometimes pointy ears No matter what shape they are, they are usually large, I guess. 
Cherokee and Hawaiian little people can are said to hear prayers or verbal abuse no matter how far away. Damn. The Iroquois uh, call their little people Gahangas. They can hear drums as far as a seven-day journey. Damn. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. I'm like, That's I don't even week. know how long it takes to, like, walk seven days, but it's a long time. That is a lot of walking. It's seven days, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> more th- that is a day more, seven days more than I would want to walk. <laughs> the vision or sight of little people? Superior. Some eyes of little people are cat-like or and or can even shine, such as nocturnal animals. Several little people actually are said to avoid the sun, not really because they're nocturnal, but to avoid being spotted by humans. Oh, makes sense. And this is kind of a thing or a common occurrence we'll see with little people. They don't approach or interact with humans normally. They don't, like, initiate it. They kind of run around behind our backs. So dark areas are preferred, and they protect little people from humans and their troubles because, (laughs) you know, we got a lot of them, girl. The cover of darkness gives little people the opportunity to live open and free without feeling the need to, like, be invisible from humans, you know, like, to feel like they need to hide from being spotted. Like, so liberating. I So liberating, <laughs> living in the darkness. <laughs> At night, little people dance, they feast, cook, hunt carve stone and even walk with night animals whatever that means i don't know they also play pranks and also help humans in a lot of cases footprints are the only way you can tell if a little person has been around the sighting of one is actually pretty rare damn Some little people walk around barefoot while some walk in moccasins or wear moccasins. Little people, you know, depending where they're from or whatever, their footprints also vary in appearance. Some, and not only their footprints, but I guess, you know, the way they walk, the foot pattern, (laughs) some sway from side to side, some point in you know and some point Mm -hmm. out some footprints suggest great density or weight because of how deep they are feet or you know the footprints may lack toes heels or may be reversed like facing the opposite way oh that reminds me of the freaking i just saw that one movie malignant oh malignant you know yeah and she's literally like walking backwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, get this. Spoiler. The Curadaline the little people in Idaho apparently walk upside down. 
I guess on their hands. Little, like hands. That's really <laughs> creepy. I I think it would be really creeped out to see hands rather than feet because you don't even expect that. Yeah. So as I've mentioned, little people um, exist all over the world, tribe to tribe. So I'm going to talk a little bit about their like geographical geographical locations now. Mm-hmm. Little people are known to be the guardian of spirits or of the spirit realm, you could say. And depending where they live, they are the guardian of, you know, like the geographical substance or whatever where they live. So Hmm. in the northwest um, of the United States, I guess, they are most likely found in the wildest of spots. Basically, areas with no soil, places where farmers can't farm, and places where hunters can't hunt. These are areas loved by little people, obviously, because they are the furthest in reach of humans. They don't like to be spotted by humans. Yeah. They love hollow trees and dense woods and deep ravines because they make ideal hideouts. And are also said to be entrances into the spiritual realm. Oh, shit. It's also said that most American little people are guardians of water and earth. And they are more likely to be living along a water source such as lakes and rivers. At least half of little people live near a freshwater source. The sound of flowing water can disguise the voices of the little people or, you know, whatever they're doing, dancing, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But while some people or some little people are said to be created by the sound of water, which is interesting. Some little people prefer sandy terrain because they can easily detect intruders And they can also dig homes into the ground. Little people generally are said to be like expert diggers because no matter where they live, they dig their home and they live out of sight. Mm -hmm. Some live live within rocky cliffs or behind waterfalls or under waterfalls. They can also be found in large sandy banks of hills and around trees that have no grass growing around it. Apparently, these trees that have no grass growing around it are super sacred to the little people because this is where they do their dances, I guess, like, around the tree. Mm -hmm. So they are absolutely not to be cut down. Y'all hear that? The geographical location of little people and their tribes or whatever directly relates to the kind of powers they have. Oh. Yes, powers. Powers of little people vary. So these aren't all across Mm -hmm. the board, but I'm going to go over some of the powers. Obviously, we have had some spirit realm talk So there is the ability to travel through dimensions along with the ability to completely disappear. 
Some have the super strength and are able to uproot trees and throw large rocks such as like boulders very long and vast distances. Some little people are known to shift shape. Shape shift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Usually into animals like a bird or a gopher so they can spy on humans. Some have lightning fast speed. You can blink and they'll be gone, taken off. Some little people can even create lightning, whirlwinds, earthquakes, and even create tobacco. (laughs) But in return, having these powers of creating like tornadoes, whatever, they can also be harmed or scared by these powers. Uh, Or I guess if they happen naturally, you know, they can be harmed and scared. Hmm. Some little people are able to affect the minds of of humans, such as erasing memories. Some even have the power to paralyze with the simple point of a finger. I'm like, are you paralyzed? Did I paralyze you? You (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? Even if I did meet one, like, I wouldn't even remember him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So sad about that. Uh, I'll get into a story like that later. Um, A lot of little people like to be pranksters, but not all. But when they are pranksters, sometimes they like to decoy or distract people so they get lost or what you know, like they just mm-hmm. kind of play around. There is rock art or like petroglyphs, petroglyphs located in certain areas and are said to be the work of Little people that are referred to as rock babies who actually live within the surfaces of rock. The Kawaisu tribe living near the southern Sierra Nevadas in California and Nevada describe their little people as Uwani Azi, which is said to reflect the sound of a baby crying. Thank you for the audio uh, interpretation. <laughs> my, my garage band. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to do it justice just so we could get a... No, brava, brava. And <laughs> ethnologist Maurice Zygmunt reported that the rock baby people are believed to be responsible for many pictogra- for many of the pictographs in the Kawasu territory. Mm-hmm. These pictographs involve the use of at least five colors rather than one or two, usually that we see within human ancestors. And here's the crazy thing. Rock babies are never finished working on their pictographs. And this is shown by the changing patterns of the rock art over time. Okay. Yeah, so they, they're not just there and they're the same because creepy. they're historic. They change. <laughs> okay, that's weird. 
Maurice Zygman also said, both the rock baby and his pictographs are out of bounds for people. The paintings may be looked at without any danger, but touching them will lead to quick disaster. One who puts his fingers on them and then rubs his eyes will not sleep again, but will die in three days. Oh my god. Rock babies are described as looking just like a baby, but with short black hair. They are rarely seen, but instead more commonly heard. I guess they're cries. To actually see a rock baby is actually asking for disaster. So seeing one, you will basically be doomed. Along with rock babies, tribes in California also believe in um, little people that they refer to as water babies. (laughs) Water babies are known to be unusually potent spirit helpers who live along streams and water holes. The water baby is believed to enhance the power of a shaman, as of, like, all of them. Archaeologist David S. Whitley stated that the sighting of a water baby was believed to result in death, a metaphor, in fact, for entering or being in an altered state of consciousness. Damn. The Mono Indians living around the Mono Lake area, which I'm sorry, I didn't even look up to see where that was, (laughs) um, also believed in a water spirit similar to the water or rock baby called Pawea. They live in springs and rivers and can cause illness. According to Mono Indian Galen D. Lee, quote, Pawea has long, very shiny hair sometimes bald, sometimes black, but it is never seen because it jumps back into the spring when someone approaches. If, by chance, Pawea is glimpsed, only its hair and body are seen, never its face. If the face is seen, the person becomes sick many different ways. End quote. Thank God. I take back everything I said about wanting one. Yeah. (laughs) Rock art sites were also out of bounds with the mono, uh, similar to the uh, rock babies. Mono said as well, quote, don't go near there because they're places of power, end quote. The Shoshone Indians of Wyoming referred to their little people as Namirgar. Their legends tell how the little people attacked them or attacked their ancestors with tiny bows and poisoned arrows. Oh my god. The Nimrigar were also known to kill their own kind with like a huge blow to the head when they became too ill to be an active part of their tribe Mm. or society. Which is also similar to some Native American tribes. Um, if someone, mm. not all, but some. Makes sense. I mean, oh, times were tough. Resources limited. Yeah. Though part of the legend, this practice of sometimes killing the infirmed was also a regular part of life for many nomadic Indian tribes. So it's mm-hmm. not all like out of the ordinary. 
Though many believe these little people to be only parts of a legend or myths, there have been many discoveries that point to their existence being real. Oh my god. Yeah. The most significant discovery was found in 1932 when two men were digging for gold in the San Pedro Mountains, which is about 60 miles southwest of Casper, Wyoming. They were blowing up the side of a cliff, hoping that they would expose some gold when they found a cave instead. This cave had previously been completely, totally sealed until they had blown it open. This cave was 15 feet long, but only four feet high. (gasps) And this may tell you something about whoever or whatever was maybe using the cave, if anything at all but we'll find out that something was definitely using the cave so oh my god in this cave a 14 inch fully formed mummy (gasps) oh no now known as the pedro mountains mummy was found it was so well preserved you could see its fingernails And so I mentioned this mummy was 14 inches long. Mm -hmm. It was, I'll just mention also that it was about six and a half inches sitting. And I think that's kind of how they found it. Like, I don't know. Sitting. X-rays showed a perfectly formed man-like skeleton within the mummy. Tess also revealed that this little person or mummy had been killed violently because the spine was damaged, the collarbone was broken, and the skull had been blown in and smashed. After the tests were finished, scientists estimated that the mummy was a full-grown adult and was approximately 65 years old at the time of It's death. It said his death, so I don't know if it's a male. (laughs) Other scientists have suggested that this mummy was examined and it was actually determined that it was the body of an infant that had a cranial deformity, giving it the appearance of a miniature adult. See, because I'm just like, my mind gets blown when you say scientifically grown man and he's like, what, 14 inches? Like, no, that doesn't compute in my brain. How? So peep the, uh, one of the photos I sent you to put it into perspective of how small it is. It's somebody holding the mummy and it's like within a glass jar. Look how fucking small. How is that okay? How is that even real? that doesn't even even like the that, how's oh that how could that even be uh an infant <laughs> it doesn't even i was about to say it doesn't even look like a baby oh my god Ooh, and the nose oh it's creepy looking i know that this is mummified but like the face just does not look and it, i think it has humans <laughs> Oh my god! I know. Uh, like, I know. Sometimes infants can. You can see it's like hand. Ew, okay. 
And the hands look long. Like, the arms look yeah. long. Oh, all of it? No. No, no, immediately no. Mm. The Lakota tribe believed in a race of ugly small men and women that they referred to as Kan Otidan or tree dwellers. And that was their version of little people. The tree dwellers stayed and lived in the woods and forests and would apparently lure hunters and make them lost or they would scare them so that they would lose all of their senses. So then they would become lost. Damn. The Osage, which is the tribe I mentioned being affiliated with, call their people Miagutchka. I only took a few lessons of Osage. I hope I got that right. <laughs> Mi. Who are described as tiny warriors, believed to have been like killed in war and brought back, kind of thing, who are incredibly strong and aggressive. They are bloodthirsty cannibals and often attack in large numbers. No, 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 no. Hordes? Uh, no, no, no. They are said to be about two to four feet tall, dark skinned, have squat necks, which I'm not sure what that means. Maybe like short and chunky. Yeah. Oh. Um, and sharp teeth. Okay, four feet is kind of big. That would terrify me. Mm-hmm. If, like, a little four-footer mm-hmm. just came right at me. Sharp teeth. Ooh, yeah. ooh no, 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 no. <laughs> they sometimes have wings. What the fuck? That, okay. And regardless of having wings or not, they can often run or travel very vast distances, outpacing humans completely. Not even a chance, no. They are almost always hostile towards humans and are vicious, killing more people than they can possibly eat. Rude. I know. (laughs) Um, The little people of the Osage, along with other tribes um, affiliated with the Osage, like tribes that are Sioux-speaking and... um, tribes that come from the same migration area they call kind of little people in general the wild people Mm -hmm. and so the wild people have magical powers of course and can be dangerous sometimes kidnapping children and using witchcraft to harm people which may sound familiar you know kind of like changelings and fairies Mm mm-hmm Some legends say that they have the power to turn themselves invisible. And so this is the type of little person I grew up kind of knowing about because this is one of the Osage versions. But there are also those things like, you know, you respect them and blah, blah, blah. I actually, um, I I tried to meet a little person one time. (gasps) Oh, 
why? Why after hearing this tale? Kristen, okay. I had pink hair at the time. Ugh. I believe. Um, it was a good six, we didn't seven know better years back then. ago. Um, I was hanging out with my brother and a friend from down the street. We got talking about little people. And we decided to go and try and see one or conjure one. You can't really conjure one because they're not, they don't just appear. They like to run around your back. So we uh, went to a certain cemetery and my brother and our friend stayed in the vehicle while I stepped out. And, you know, before stepping out of the vehicle, our friend was like, you know, just... Just go out there. Don't do anything stupid. Stand there. Um, be respectful. If anything appears and approaches you, don't look at it in the eye. Just, like, literally stand there and don't do anything. I and literally so can't. I was oh like, hell oh, yeah, let's do this. So I got out of the vehicle. I, like, kind of stood a few feet away in the cemetery. And um, I was just kind of sta- standing there, like, staring at the ground, trying to be peaceful within my inner self and focus on just like chill spiritual like not trying to you know not with the wrong intentions I'm just curious about these things so Mm -hmm. I'm standing there for like probably not even a minute or about a minute and my friend and my brother from in the truck start like hooting and hollering and being like oh my god (laughs) I saw something we need to go something's not right we need to go and uh, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even see anything. And so we left. Yeah. Um, so I can't say I've seen a little person, but... Definitely try to contact one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't want to sound like, I don't know, stupid. Like, I was trying to be unethical. I was, I was being respectful, and I think also maybe... My brother and his friend were fucking with me, maybe, but... Yeah. It was fun. Curiosity killed the cat, as they always like to say. (laughs) And Kristen, cue the picture I sent of, like, it's, like, orange, kind of. That Mm -hmm. is more of the Osage version of little people. It's more of, like, sharp teeth coming at you. Yeah, fucking terrifying. As food. He even has a little skull there, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. In New Brunswick, Canada, the little people are called Gyao Udmosiske. And there are two types of these little people. The tricksters, as you may guess, play pranks and tricks on people. They are more, like, annoying than they are dangerous, so it's not really life-threatening. They're just fucking annoying. Both types of these little people are closely linked to water sites, such as lakes, shores, rivers, brooks, or marshes. The second type, aside from, like, the pranksters, are the healers. They are said to do some, like, extremely marvelous things for a human or person. Um, basically, just kind of healing and reaching out a hand whenever needed Mm -hmm. and so remember earlier i mentioned the little people can be 
both good and bad simultaneously or one or the other. I've kind of mentioned some more evil side of little people, but I'll touch into some like good deeds that have been done. Little people in the Nihalem Tillamook, Oregon area forests are referred to as travel to. They are called travel to because they always travel in pairs. Mm-hmm. These mythical little people creatures are hunters and would sometimes give a human they encounter on their travels the skills to become become a good hunter as well. Oh, yeah. So that's nice. Ancestors of the Cherokee were accompanied by the little people during the Trail of Tears. Mm. When the Cherokee people were forced to leave their home in Georgia in 1883, or, you know, what we now know as Georgia, in 1883 to travel to a foreign territory, what we now know as Oklahoma, their little people, the Yunwi Tsundi, served as protectors and comforters during this, you know, their travels during this tragic event. Before the Cherokee tribe left for their miserable migration, they were gifted everlasting fire by the little people. The little people apparently kept the Cherokee's fire safely burning during the months on the trail through wind, snow, and rain. Wow. According to Cherokee legend, the little people continue to protect the fire that continues to burn today. Aww. Yeah. Cherokee little people are also known to help lost children, the sick, and the wounded, and would help the Indians with their work at night, which I mentioned was something little people would do, like, earlier. Mm-hmm. Cherokee fishermen would pay. <sighs> Cherokee fishermen would pray to the water dwellers, a type of fairy that lived in the water, for basically good luck. And as you know, when I say fairy, I say little person. And we're coming to the end here. Uh, I'm going to close out with some theories or maybe I even just like have one or two just some ideas about little people if they could be real or not what would they be Mm -hmm. I did read of a theory that the belief in little people worldwide may be the effect of certain hallucinogens (laughs) Mm -hmm. used by shamans which temporarily changed the optic nerve and your perception of everything. <laughs> when this happens, um, basically an unusual Lilliputian hallucination can take place, which is the effect of everything seeming or appearing much smaller than it is in reality. So you can, like, be tripping and see, like, a few people who are normal humans, but they seem smaller. So you're like, they're little people. (laughs) (laughs) 
This theory is interesting, although not convincing, because myths and beliefs about little people worldwide from tribe to tribe haven't come from just shamans or their spirit journeys. They they come from much more than that. So, you know, I don't really stand by that one, but... Mm-hmm. It is said that the belief in little people could stem from the effects of poor nutrition um, because there are often periodic food shortages. There are often periodic food shortages and seasonal shortages of everything, fruit, vegetables, um, which could routinely cause deficiencies in people which cause delirium symptoms, Mm. Um, which is, you know, scientific, I guess, but it's pretty dramatic also, I think. Um, The body can withstand quite a bit before it goes into that. So, yeah. And And it's, again, the fact that so many regions have somewhat of, like, a similar experience. Uh, Yeah, that's why I'm just like, I don't think it's just like... um, like a little medical cause. It it's just there's no. It's something way. like probably bigger than that. Speaking I don't know. of kind of like a medical infliction, an interesting fact from the student paper I read. Um, here's a quote from it. Quote regarding little people, some of these symptoms are consistent with Williams syndrome, a brain disorder associated with emotional sensitivity, low IQs shorter stature, enhanced musical and narrative abilities, reversals in brain hemispheric dominance and activity, and a fondness for order, routines, and tradition traits often found in Native American little people as well. End quote. So this could also mean that maybe stories about actual human dwarf Native Americans, like ancestors, could have warped into legendary tales. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's just like an interesting thought. So mm-hmm. that ends my story on little people, the lore, Damn. legendary myth of Native Americans. And I didn't even break the surface on the various tribes who have their beliefs on little people and what it all means so i highly encourage you to look it up if you're interested um so yeah that was super interesting to learn about i feel like i'm definitely gonna leave a bowl of candy out now so no one (laughs) fucks with me but oh my god i wanted one so bad and then like it's just some of them do bad, some of them do good. Them, yeah. yeah, you don't, like, I, I just, it's not worth the risk, you know? They they tend to, it seems, you know, yeah. the cannibalistic one, no. no like, yeah. that's, no. I have two cats that I have to worry about, <laughs> a small child. It's just Yeah, me too. I have a puppy uh, who loves flesh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, dang, thank you for that. That was, I did learn a lot right there. Good, I love you're doing welcome. that. Learn something new every day. Yeah. But yeah, guys. Until next time, we hope you enjoyed. Hope you like, comment, subscribe. And if you want to follow us for all the latest and greatest, do it. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> at A R <laughs> at R A R W podcast. And if you want to send us an email, you are more than welcome to do so. Let us know if you want to hear something specific or if you just want to talk. Yeah, let us know, dude. Hit us up. We're here. Red rum and red wine podcast at gmail.com. And yeah. Stay hydrated along <laughs> with the alcoholic drinks that you're drinking. Fuck, stay hydrated, stay armed. <laughs> Wherever the fuck you. Where, whatever the fuck.